We're welcoming on to today's episode past guests from Raising Competitors, girl athlete mentor Paige Tons to talk about building confidence and how to calm those nerves before a performance. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Competitor Nation. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and we are back with a brand new episode of the podcast and getting to bring back a guest I had a few years ago on our Raising Competitor show. I'm super excited to welcome back Paige and really kind of pull back the curtain a little bit on her story, her struggles, and how she's using them today as fuel to help youth athletes, specifically female athletes, continue to build confidence and show up consistently. We talk about how do you find confidence when you don't have it or your past performances don't allow you to build confidence off of it. What do you do about stepping into a performance, whether giving a talk, stepping up to the plate, having a sales pitch, and how do you start to reframe that inner dialogue to be a competitive advantage for you more or less. And a few other things as well. So strap in and get ready for today's new episode. As we dive into this episode, I wanna encourage you with the update. If you haven't headed over to competeeveryday.com lately, we dropped recently the Competitor Crew shirt. It's a men's shirt in black and a dark red. We've got a women's shirt, a muscle tank, and a crop. And for this week and this week only, we are giving you buy one, get one 50% off. So if you and a friend love Compete Everyday gear, it's a great opportunity to get essentially two shirts for well less than full price. You can pick up any of the competitor crew, men's shirts, tanks, women's shirts, using the code BOGOCREW, B-O-G-O-C-R-E-W. That's BOGOCREW will get you buy one, get get one 50% off on the competitor crew styles this week only. So head on over to competeeveryday.com or you'll see a link in today's show notes to get that deal before it expires. Outfit yourself if you want both colors, outfit you and a friend, um, or if you're on the women's side, you want to grab a tank and a crop or a couple items, here is your chance because BOGO Crew is now running today through the end of the week. Now, Let's kick off today's brand new episode with my friend, Paige Tons. Paige, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. I was just yeah. like, really excited to come back. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. Well, it feels like it hasn't been forever, but it has been. It has, I was about to say, it hasn't and it has. And for those that are wondering, Paige was a guest on our Raising Competitors U Sports podcast um, that we've got about 25, 30 episodes sitting in the queue. And, and ironically, I just got asked about yesterday. Uh, it will get dusted off at some point again here in the near future for some more episodes. But wanted to get her on the Compete Everyday podcast today to introduce her to a few more people 
talk about her work and then really talk about the mental performance side that she does a lot with athletes and how it translates to a lot of us as professionals today. And so I guess to kick us off, give us a snapshot of your background and work and what you're doing today, and then we'll just dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I like you shared, my name's Paige, and I work with I work with girl athletes specifically. I know, like I always feel like I'm leaving out the guys, but um, <laughs> I work with girl athletes really specifically, uh, mostly because of my own experiences and playing and being an athlete growing up. And uh, I work with girl athletes on the mental side of the game, mental performance anything like surrounding confidence and self-development and all of that good stuff. Um, mostly because, or well, entirely because it was something I struggled with as an athlete growing up. Um, and like long story short, I was just, I was that athlete that just really got in her own way. And I was in, um, I felt like I, I really limited my potential by the way that I was, I was thinking about myself and just my thoughts and just being super hard on myself. Um, so it was quite the struggle, lots of up and ups and downs as I mean, like any athlete's journey, but I like feel very passionate about, I want to teach these, these girls, these athletes, these families, what I wish I would have known at from, you know, even like I have girls that are 10 years old, so 10 to 18 and even into college, I, I just, I'm so excited and passionate about sharing tools and helping them learn through my experiences and, um, giving them ways to create confidence and move through those tough times, um, or through those challenges and struggles. Um, mistakes is probably a good way. A lot of them really struggle with getting past those mistakes. Yeah. I was about to say, and, and that seems pretty much as an epidemic right now in youth and especially high school, college sports and athletes struggling with being imperfect. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of sports. No game yeah. goes perfectly according to plan. And so the success is not about holding yourself to this perfectionist standard and and beating yourself up when you fall short, but having a game plan when you're imperfect so -hmm. you can respond more quickly and effectively. So let's, let's flash back to your game a little bit growing up. Mm -hmm. What was the, the area that from a mental performance side, mental skill side, looking back was your hardest challenge and was like the biggest eye opener for you once you learned about it? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the, my, like my college experiences come just so much more clearly, maybe it's just because it was so much more heightened. And that's when I really, like, I really wanted to, I wanted to shine and I wanted to be remembered for like my performance there and things like that. So it was probably just really heightened at that point. Um, and at like the, my most competitive level of play, and the thing that I struggled with the most was I, I was constantly relying on my past performances. Um, I played softball. So, uh, hitting was where I struggled the most starting catcher, but hitting was just like constant struggle bus for me, my first three years, um, over at Northwestern playing softball. And, uh, I just feel like I always was relying on my past experiences to create my confidence, relying on the past results or outcomes um, to, for my confidence, which 
were not good. <laughs> they were really crappy and they didn't feel good. So therefore my confidence was also like just tanked. And it was like this hole that I could not climb out of, um, even though I wanted to so badly. So it's like this, I want to be, I want to hit so badly. I want to do well so badly and perform and like all of the stuff leading, like all of the time playing uh, softball and sports leading up to this college experience, it felt like almost like I was wasting it away because I wasn't, I wasn't showing up and doing what I knew I could do. It just wasn't happening because I was pressing so much and I was relying on those past at-bats, results, outcomes, playing time, whatever it was to create my confidence. And there, that's why there was no confidence. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit because I think about a lot of our listeners today, professionals stepping into the roles of maybe they got a promotion, maybe they're getting into sales and full lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, everything that runs through our heads in those moments when our confidence level is low and a lot of where we're focused on. Mm-hmm. Talk about how you talk to your athletes, especially when they're earlier in their journey of building confidence, when maybe you don't have a track record to look back on and, and verify, or in the instance of you're looking back and you're living off past outcomes and, and it hasn't been well, how do you start to build the confidence going forward to ultimately get out of your own way as you talked about was part of your struggle? Yeah, totally. So I might already starting to like formulate these, these ideas. Cause I'm like, I am totally experiencing this as a business owner Yes. Um, and going through the phases of business and life and growth. And, um, so the things that I tell my athletes, which is all the same stuff that I am working on, I need to work on, or I have, I also have a coach that helps me with that, this stuff and just mindset work. But one of the things that I always talk to my athletes about is like, I'm not going to just tell you to go be confident or to believe in yourself and then not give you the how, like, there's always like this how to, but especially as athletes and youth athletes, we don't really talk about the how, like, how do you actually build confidence? How do you create confidence? And I truly believe, I mean, it's definitely like a handful of things, a handful of different tools and skills, like self-talk and um, journaling and thought remodeling, you know, visualization, meditation, all of these things help create your confidence. Um, and I won't go like too far into like the nitty gritty of those like exact tools. I was about to say, give, give just give us one of the tools and mm-hmm. we can talk about, we can specifically focus on one. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, if we go through all of them, it's right. It's I know. I'm like, you're all of them, but, um, something recently that's been really helpful for me is, um, as well as an athlete. And then now as like a business owner, um, an entrepreneur, something that I really like tend to struggle with is, uh, almost like setting goals for yourself, whether it's for like a project, a launch, um, or as an athlete, you know, you have, you have certain goals and things like that, but setting goals has always been a little bit of a challenge for me. Cause I'm like, well, I want to be that next level page and set these really like big lofty goals that like they're, they're almost feel like dreams, like kind of dreamy goals, but they also were like, can I really do that? 
Like, is that actually possible? Like all those <laughs> doubts and like, mm, I don't know, maybe I should just stick to the goal that I know could probably happen. Um, so I've always struggled with that goal setting piece and like what I want to attain um, as a, as a business owner. And I think I also felt that as an athlete, like I want to go play at the very best, you know, division one school, but I also want to like play it safe a little bit. <laughs> um, so, uh, something that's been really helpful for me is, um, really getting outside of my comfort zone and having, working on what I call, I'm calling them, I've been working on this with my coach is next level page thinking, like the very, very highest version, most confident version of myself, like has no doubts, worries, fears, like what would she be thinking and writing it down. And even if I'm like, oh, I just like, that just feels so far out, like continuing to focus on those, write them down, think about them, because the more that I get comfortable with them, the easier it's going to become that next level version of me. So um, I would say it's like kind of like a combination of self-talk and like really pushing yourself outside of your comfort thinking ability. Yeah. And what's comfortable like what's known yeah mm -hmm. what feels safe uh, let me ask you a couple of things we'll, we'll kind of shift because part of what you just talked there is i think a perfect cue up of, of something we had talked about previously is the idea that when we go to the gym or we're getting ready to go to the game play to the game we do the complete physical warm-up i'm gonna mm -hmm. work out in a little bit i'm gonna go roll out i'm gonna do some mobility stretch get my muscles loose before i jump into the workout a lot of times we don't think about the mental warm up going into those instances, whether we're getting ready to go into a sales meeting, a tough workout, a, a game, whatever the case may be. How do you start to bring awareness to that process for your athletes and talk to them in a way that it, it's not an overwhelm because there's so much they're already thinking about in that moment, pressure they're putting themselves putting on themselves to perform, how do we get people into the mindset of understanding there has to be a little bit of a mental warm up going into it and, and it will grow obviously as you become more comfortable with that routine? Yeah, totally. This, this is so funny. I'm like constantly having like a business owner and like yes. side of it. So, um, I one of the things we talk about a lot is nerves, like yep. nerves or even just fear. And I, I don't like a hundred, like I know fearless, like I love it. Like it sounds like powerful and things like we want to be fearless, but as humans, we're always going to be afraid of things or like have fear. It's totally normal and like a natural thing to feel in anything. Um, so I just remind the girls a lot that you're going to be afraid. You're going to have nerves and those, all of those emotions and those feelings and those thoughts are normal and okay to have. So before a game, if you're feeling those things, just remind yourself and acknowledge like it's, it's okay. Like all that really means is that you just want to show up. Like you just care that you want to perform, that you've been preparing for this. And like, this is your moment, your opportunity, but it's shifting the way that you think about the fear or the nerves <clears throat> and not letting it like totally like drag you down and tank, tank you, but like allow it to be like transitioning that fear, or those nerves into like excitement opportunity and thinking like almost like gratitude a little bit <clears throat> as well. 
And uh, I had a parent workshop the other night and I'm always way more nervous for parent workshops than athlete workshops. I don't know, maybe it's because like they're at my, my level, I guess, um, or in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> and if I, I, like I was telling them, I was like, I get way more nervous to do your, these parent workshops than I am with the athletes because I feel like, well, I'm not a parent yet either. So that probably plays a little bit of a part. I've been an athlete. I, I like, I know that stuff like okay. the back of my hand. Um, uh, so, but I was telling these parents and like, I felt nervous before this workshop, but that doesn't mean like, I didn't make nerves a bad thing. And I think as athletes and as, as, um, professionals and things like that, we think that nerves and that fear, uh, we like connect it or like, um, we connect it to being a bad thing or it's not helpful um, when it really doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. It can be something that actually like elevates your game or your performance or the way that you show up if you allow it to, right. It's like yep. shifting your focus to, Oh my gosh. I'm okay. For the parent workshop ex example, the other night, it could have been like, I'm so nervous what if they don't like me? Uh, what if they don't get anything out of this? <laughs> what if they're like, this was stupid, right? Like I could have all of these thoughts and I probably did. Um, and I was feeling nervous before, but instead I was like, but I'm excited about this. Like these parents signed up, they're taking time out of their very busy schedules to be here. And, uh, like, I'm going to support them and just share my heart and my passion with them. And like, Going into it like that was a whole lot different than what if they they hate this? What if they don't get anything out of this kind of feeling? And um, it's something I work with the athletes all the time. It's like, how different does it sound and feel when you show up like that and think about like the possibilities, the opportunity, rather than letting the fear and the, the doubts or um, the nerves like allow you to just like close off and get tense and because yeah, we ignore, I mean, we we're so quick to, to jump down. What's the worst that's going to happen and go through mm -hmm. all the rabbit holes that way. And we don't even think about, well, what's on the upside of that. What's the opposite side of that and how things could benefit and, and shifting that perspective is, is really, really important for that piece. Mm -hmm. uh, what's interesting about that comment that you made of like, you've been the athlete, you've been on that level. Uh, you're about to be a parent. You are a parent. You're, wait, you're waiting on a delivery here pretty soon. Um, I'm like mom in the making over here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and so that's going to create a really interesting uh, shift, probably mm -hmm. in some of your coaching and, and raising, because you're, you're going to have to not always be coach mom. You'll have to be mom first, mm -hmm. um, but you have a very unique way to look at, um, I would just say the athlete experience, uh, knowing the work that you do now. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. I think we talked about this in the past. We've talked about it on the podcast. And I know it was all over the Raising Competitors podcast in a number of episodes, but the importance of the ride home and the importance mm -hmm. of the conversation that happens after a game, especially with parents and, and kids. And so I know a lot of your work is on the athlete side. But what are some of the things you, you tend to tell those parents and recommend those parents, especially in that after the game moment when they need the parent more than they need another coach, probably, unless they're obviously asking for it? Um, because I think that 
car ride home. And there's some lessons in there that we can look at kind of where we are now and some of the work we do in other areas. Um, but before we go down that kind of rabbit hole, let me ask you about that car ride home and how you talk to parents to talk to their athletes during that really precious time. Yeah, definitely. So the number one thing that's been helping the parents in this situation, because I've, uh, I mean, it's come up many, many, many times, but um, recently I've found that they're finding a lot of success in um, being mom or dad first rather than coach. And I know, well, I don't know yet, but I know from their experiences that that can be very, very challenging. So I know it's way harder said than done, but it's totally doable. Um, But uh, something that I've been sharing with the parents is just like um, meeting them where they are in that moment. So And what I mean by that is just like acknowledging how they're feeling. Like if they had a crappy game or a crappy performance and they're just like frustrated, they're like angry, they're disappointed with themselves, like just acknowledging that they're feeling those things. Be like, you know, like Sally, I know like you're feeling frustrated. I like, I get it. Like, I know you're like sad and it's okay to be like, it's okay to feel those things instead of trying to like fix it right away. Like, oh, it's okay. Like you did all these great things too, which, you know, you can get to, but just like meeting them where they're at and letting them feel those things and just kind of go through those emotions. Because I mean, the game's over at this point. Like there's, unless they're going into another game right away, (laughs) like we got to start getting into that transition, but like just letting them kind of like decompress with uh, however they're feeling, letting them be frustrated in those moments. Um, and then you can go one of two ways. <clears throat> this is really weird. And I've learned this from, um, I, uh, do some work for positive coaching Alliance, yep. uh, an organization and a trainer with them. And one of the things I learned from, uh, someone, one of their workshops, it's a coaching, I think it was the coaching side actually was asking for permission to give feedback which sounds really weird as a parent, like you're asking your kid for permission to give them feedback or to ask them questions, but it's really helpful. And, uh, for the parents that I've worked with and, um, because you're asking your, your daughter or your son for permission to give them this feedback or help or just talk in general, that could be like the starting point. Like, can we, can we talk about this right now? Or do you want to wait? Um, so getting that permission, because then if they're open to it, like if they say, yes, I want to talk about it, or yes, I want your feedback. I want to learn, or I want to know what you're thinking, then they're going to be way more open and uh, receptive to what you have to share as a parent. But if they say no, then we're probably not in like a great mental space (laughs) to absorb whatever you have to share. So that kind of gives you a really good cue of, okay, we need some more time before we dig in and you try to fix everything. And also uh, last piece, like instead of trying to fix everything or telling them what to do or always giving them the feedback or what you think they should have done in a game or their performance, is asking them questions, allowing them to think through and process what they think that they need to do or improve on or work on or grow. And, and then, um, always can, you can always be a part of it and ask them like, how can I help you do that? So I think it's a lot of questions guiding them towards those things rather than 
like automatically going in there and trying to fix it right away, which is yeah. again, harder said than done, but. It is, but I, I mean, that's usually a lesson that goes into any relationship. Uh, speaking as a husband who loves to fix things, uh, there's time and place where I don't need to be fixing things and just simply listening or asking questions. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's a useful tool that even going into the workplace when when one of our teammates or employees is having a tough day and just asking them questions versus telling them exactly what they're doing wrong, um, because the telling becomes more of that managerial role. The asking questions creates the coaching relationship, what helps them better learn and start to understand what they can do to grow from this negative experience or bad day. Um, so that's an incredibly important point. Paige, I know one of the things as you do as we wrap up today is these mental mindset or these mental mindset, same words, uh, these mindset calls that you're doing right now. Tell us a little bit about it. And then for the parents who it would be incredibly beneficial for their youth athletes, where can they find out more and get signed? up. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been doing weekly mindset lessons for a handful of months now. It was something that I felt was really needed because, and I felt like it really translated for the parents and the kid, the, the athletes, like we're going to physical lessons, right? We're going to hitting lessons or private lessons or, um, like, you know, strength and conditioning, those kinds of things. And I was like, okay, what we should be doing some mindset lessons. <laughs> like, let's just make it seem like, like feel like those other things, but it's just like another piece of your game. Um, a really important piece of your game too. So, um, I do weekly mindset lessons and there's, we have a different topic each week, all surrounding confidence. Um, and you know, I'm teaching different like skills and tools, like the breathing visualization, self-talk, like learning how to love yourself or like balancing out that being hard on yourself and giving yourself credit. Like a lot of the, like the work that I do in my programs and trainings and things like that are in those weekly mindset lessons, just uh, from a week to week basis. So it's a great way to get started, feel it out, allow your, your athlete to test the waters. There's no commitments. You can sign up for one and never come back again, or you can, you know, show up consistently and keep, uh, have that be a part of their, their routine, a part of their game. So, um, I love them. I mean, the girls that show up, they, they love them. I always feel like it's like a reset for them as well during the week. And just that time and space to just talk about what's on their mind and like the thoughts that they're having or the struggles that they're experiencing um, and taking tools and stuff and being able to work through those. So um, that is weekly mindset lessons. They're available every week, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the evenings. So there's some different options because I know athlete schedules are crazy busy. So they gave some more options there as well. That was another big thing. Um, and you guys uh, can all find that at my website at pagetoms.com in the, in the lessons section, and you can schedule and everything right there. Awesome. As I was saying, we've got that link to in the show notes to make it super easy on anyone. All you'll have to do, click the link, go right to Paige's website, and you'll be able to get signed up there. Paige, thank you so incredibly much for hanging out on the show this week. Pulling back, uh, I would say the curtain a little bit on you and, and talking through some of your early challenges, which I know fuel you today. And then also helping us just kind of understand the, the importance of confidence and self-talk and what are the habits and routines we can do to start building it effectively. So I appreciate you making time uh, to join the show and come hang out with us this week. 
Absolutely. This is fun. I mean, shoot, we could talk all day long, but 20 minutes, a good power sesh. <laughs> there we go. Well, jam session. We'll just have to do it again next time. We'll have a, a part three. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.